Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hello, you big lug. What's going on? <laughs> oh, no. No. It, doesn't, it doesn't very much work when you're speaking to a female friend, does it? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Sarah, you know what? I'm really upset with you because we were mm. supposed to be cleaning out um your garage and mm-hmm. you didn't invite me. No. You know that's my favorite thing to do is clean out garages. <laughs> yes. We were supposed to go through our memories together, but mm-hmm. instead I invited our guests today to clean out all of our memories, uh, especially because this is one of our last five Boy Meets World podcasts. So got to clean out all those memories. <laughs> and who did we bring in today to do so? Of course, we had to bring on Mary Kwiatkowski. Mary, how are you? I'm sorry. It's Rary. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, totally forgot. Rary. Rary. Um. I'm rah, doing rah. great. It it feels like it was just yesterday that we talked. It wasn't quite, but it was close. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we got so lucky to steal you two times in a week span because we just spoke about do revenge with you. I know. We're just moving from uh I get I was gonna say sisterly love to brotherly love. But that's not that's not really <laughs> yeah, almost kind of not quite. Um, But of course, we're here talking episodes 19 and 20 of season seven, the final season of Play Meets World, Brotherly Shove and As Time Goes By. Two really different episodes. (laughs) I have so many theories about why these episodes are back to back. (laughs) It really truly makes no sense. Like one is a very serious episode about like a brother-brother relationship, like a sibling relationship. And the other is just like... Women's World has lost its mind once again. (laughs) I think that they did brotherly shove because they had this idea of wanting to show, like, I think they've got the end in sight. And they're like, okay, we need to get to the end of the show. How do we, like, make some emotional moments between the brothers, get them to circle back to each other? 
But then at the end of Brotherly Shove, they're like, oh, we don't really want to talk about this anymore. We kind of want to just move on to fun things. So they just completely do. They're like, never mind. They just find a bottle rug to sweep it all under. And Sarah, like, here's the thing. This this episode for me is like a long time coming. We talked a lot about like how Corey and Eric have like kind of not a great relationship and how like when they were when they were younger it was always like Eric didn't have time for Corey like he didn't ever want to talk to him he didn't want to hang out with him and now it feels like very much a role reversal and honestly I don't blame Eric for being upset because he has to deal with the boy in Boy Meets World the titular boy and that's true Corey has total like first first personitis like main characteritis Oh, absolutely. He knows that he's the boy in Boy Meets World. But I do think that it's very, once again, very realistic to have like a sibling relationship where you're never quite on the same page. I remember growing up with my sister um, when I wanted to play with her. We have six years between us. She was too young. Then when she was of the age that she wanted to play, like at six, I was 12 and I didn't want to play. And then like, I think it kind of goes back and forth. And then eventually, hopefully you get to the spot where you're, you know, kind of at the same place where you two can relate to each other. But I do think it's like when you're both in your mid to late twenties where you get there, I don't know. Yeah, this is really interesting, Mary. As someone, I have an older brother. We have four years between us. He's older. Um, and I got I kind of feel this energy of like we were never really on the same page. I was always the like annoying younger sister who he didn't want to like hang out with. And you know what I mean? Like you just get to a specific age where you're not really friends with your sibling, again, in my specific instance, until you're older. And I kind of get both sides of the coin in this episode I found this like a really big struggle for me to like pick a side because I'm like I kind of get where Corey's coming from but I also get where Eric's coming from and it was very confusing for me to watch this episode I agree I think so I've always been very close with my siblings but there were a lot of moments in this episode that I was like oh I've 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 been that person before or I've been that one um because for the most part I was I, I, I don't know if it's so much of a sides thing and more like, oh, these boys just need to learn how to communicate better because Eric terrible was very communicating. Eric was very frustrating. And I do think that Corey was trying to apologize, but he was also not understanding why he needed to apologize. He just wanted to be like, I'm sorry, are we okay now? Yeah. Like he didn't actually yeah. want to like try to understand what he did wrong. No. Whereas I think that Eric was kind of like, I've decided to use this example to springboard off onto something that I've been feeling for a while. Now, being me who comes in every season and recaps a couple episodes, the last time I saw Corey and Eric, they were fine. So I'm like, ooh, things have deteriorated. I think it's be- the it has to be the marriage, right? I think that uh, Sean and Eric are trying to figure out their place in Corey's life now that Corey is a married man, and the fact that he his you know number one priority is Topanga, and everybody else is like, okay, like how do I fit into this equation? I know that Sean's feeling that way at the very least, I, but I also think a lot of it to me is. Um, a pile on from just Corey replacing Eric with Sean mm-hmm. a lot of the time. True. And I think that 
Eric for the longest time was older and didn't give Corey the time of day. And now that he's ready to, and is thinking like, Oh, we can have this friendly relationship. It's not as much of a brother relationship as we can be actual friends now. And on the same page, Corey doesn't have time for him because he does have a wife and a best friend and a lot of other things going on. And that hurts Eric's feelings. And yeah, he acts out in like very, very petty ways. Um, Yeah. But I think it's really interesting and and fascinating. And I almost wish we had more of this. But like, again, in a way that doesn't feel like they just swept it under the rug at the end and didn't actually resolve anything. It felt very um, just like not satisfying the way they ended the episode because it didn't really feel like either one of them had any like major realizations or like, I don't know, for me, Mary, it didn't feel like anything was going to change moving forward from this episode. Yeah, it seemed like, you know, there's like a subplot sort of that none of the other subplots even get wrapped up of <laughs> Jack and Sean trying to be friends. Yes. Um, and it seems like what Corey and Eric really need to do is to actively try to make time for each other. Like Corey says, it's easier when you're kids and you can just hang out. But now that they're older and they have lives, it's, it's difficult. You have to make time to have your, to have your friends be part of your life. And I know I do that with my siblings. I know I do that with my friends. Um, But there, there were like, there were a lot of moments in both of these episodes. Oh, these were not good Corey episodes. Corey was on my nerves so much in both of them. Um, But, but I, I feel like they also wanted Eric to be, they wanted him to have an emotional moment in this episode, but also still be funny, Eric. So like all the scenes where he's with Jack or when he's interacting with the people at the garage sale, he's still like being funny and weird. And then it's only when he's with Corey that he's like, boom, serious. That is so interesting. It really does feel a little whiplashy that mm-hmm. we just don't know. It's we're teetering between old Eric and new Eric. And I think that the show is confused what they want to present Eric as. And I'm I'm sure like they they knew what they had in Wilfred L. They knew that they had a comedic genius, but also I don't know. Like they they need to utilize the fact that he also is a pretty decent dramatic actor as well. Yeah, it's like they want to have their cake and eat it too, though, where they like want him to be the comic relief, but also want him to have this serious episode. And it's kind of like pick a lane. I feel like it would have felt a little less uh, whiplashy and kind of like roller coastery if they had. Um, But let's let's dive into this episode. Season seven, episode 19, Brotherly Shove where we start off with Corey Topanga and Sean cleaning out uh, their parents or Corey's parents garage. Um, And so apparently they've been, uh, Corey was tasked with doing this, but apparently he sucks at actually throwing things out. This is not surprise me, Mary. He does feel like a very sentimental guy that would want to hang on to things. Yeah. I, I completely agree. He uh, we've seen like the knickknacks in his, in his bedroom over the years oh, yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, I think the last time I was on, we talked at length about the celery poster. Yeah, did, that ever, <laughs> did that ever come in? It did. I do have it. It's um, <laughs> it's in my kitchen. It's hanging up. <laughs> it's, I Brilliant. It. I got the 11 by 14. It's great. Oh, that's a good size. Yes. yes. So it's, <laughs> I thought the kitchen was a good place for the celery poster. I agree. Makes sense. 
Um, yeah, so I kind of wish that they had taken the opportunity to put some of those like references in the background. Yes, because we're in the final season. Like, why aren't there more Easter eggs for us to see? Like, instead of having the boxing gloves, have the little boxing gloves necklace from season one, you know, throw those kind of things back in. I think that would have been fun. But this is also, I don't know. I feel like this might've been at a time where shows were not as self-referential in that way. Yeah. Boy Meets World, for all of its positives, really doesn't do callback jokes at all um yeah they did they did one like sarah and i talked about uh eric messing up the words like niche and niece yeah Um, but that is even like within the same season more right and and they do it with the feeny call so they, they do it with a couple eric things but beyond that there's there's not as many um they sort of want to because they do a lot of like calling back to younger versions of themselves. Oh, remember when Topanga and Corey dated since they were two years old, even though they didn't. And, and even in this episode, they do it when at one point Topanga says like, I remember a time when me and Sean were jealous because you wanted to hang out with Eric did not happen. Did not happen in the extent of the show. So it's either pre sixth grade, in which case, why was Topanga jealous? Because she and Corey weren't close. But again, maybe they started dating when they were two. We don't know. <laughs> it is like the greatest mystery. I, I'm trying to think of a show that would have something like that where it's just memories in the background. I don't know. Did something like Friends do that? Um, Friends? <sighs> I know they, that like, they, had... they talk about the past yeah. a lot, but no, they weren't. It's really more of a newer age thing yeah. to be I like remember... very fan servicey. Yeah, I remember how I met your mother. That Ugh. blue French horn really followed us around. The yellow for a while. umbrella. It they had, get like, a, a lot. lot how I met your mother had a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely more of a modern. You know thing. what? Where 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 the fuck did Robin's dogs go? That's all I want to know. She gave them away because she's a monster. I I did she not. She gave them away because like um I think it was like she wanted to move in with Ted or like there was something going on with Ted where like she couldn't have so many dogs and she's just like yeah sure fine why not give away all my dogs. She has like thirty dogs. I hated her the moment she gave away her dogs. I was like you could never. Never. Mm-hmm. I would never give away my dogs. No, no anyway. she didn't deserve that blue French horn. No. Um, Corey is absolutely fucking disgusting. And he puts in his old retainer. Okay. That's so gross. I was so mad at him. So gross. Okay. Did 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 all of us have a retainer? I didn't yeah. ever have that type of retainer. I only okay. had the like expanders on the top and the bottom and braces. Oh. I never had that retainer. I, the Not... one he put on, he put on the one that's like just goes on the roof of your mouth. Yes, yes like, and it has a metal bar. bar on it. I have the kind that looks more like a mouth guard where it's like clear. It's like oh, wow. clear sleeve that goes over. That was no, the kind of that got. generation, Sarah. Okay. We didn't I, get that. No, I had that. You I, had that? They, mm-hmm. but, it, but I still have it. Like I wear it at night you, sometimes. Oh, I'm oh, probably supposed to wear it more than no you are supposed to wear it i'm trying to keep my teeth i I just remember getting after my braces got off and they gave me the retainer i was like how long do i wear this for and they're like literally the rest of your life what are you talking about nobody (laughs) gave me that prep talk that pep talk i I mean i went to wear wear it anyway but number one i've had continuous dreams about that fucking retainer because i've had (laughs) so many dreams about me taking it off and then my teeth coming out with it 
Oh, horrible. Okay, this is terrible. Okay, but I'll skip over that. I'll skip over that. That retainer, it is so gross because it's like, it's just, I think anybody that actually had that type of retainer knows how gross it is. And I, I, it's for him to put it back in. And also, it hurts like a mother effer. Well, yeah, I don't know how this would still fit his mouth. And why they even shift it hurts. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, and it smells. It's terrible. And and like <laughs> Topanga's joke was funny. She's like, "You always had like Cracker Jacks and peanuts and like, like food popcorn stuck in there." She's like, "You were like a baseball game." That was kind of fun, but funny. But yeah, no, disgusting. Don't put that back in your mouth. So gross. Yeah. Um, so but the, the whole reason they're there is like his parents are on vacation. They have to clean out the garage before they get home. And he's like, oh, I didn't invite Eric because he would just want to keep all of it. And I'm like, and what are you doing, Corey? Like you're keeping everything too. Um, and he's like, yeah. and so we get from Corey, this is the honest truth. He says, besides, I'd rather do it with you guys anyway. And I'm just like, there's the tea. There's the truth. Like he just doesn't want to hang out with Eric. Well, he doesn't want to hang out with Eric, and he doesn't want to do this task with Eric. Um, are either of you keepers of the old junk or thrower throw away thrower outers? Thrower outers. <laughs> I'm a thrower outer. Yeah. I do not care. I don't really have a ton of sentimentality, and yeah. I hate clutter. But where's that baby doll that you have, Jessica? That you oh, talked still about in the basement. Two I'm years sure. Ago. Exactly. You still have your baby doll that you have not thrown out yet. That yeah, you the one item that i've kept i'll yeah. keep photos as well i'm not i'm not like big on throwing out photos but items i i don't really like you never catch me keeping that retainer that's absolutely fucking garbage disgusting i'm trying to get better at throwing things out but um i like to say that my house is a great size house for a small family with not <laughs> a lot of stuff or one person with a lot of stuff yeah <laughs> So you have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of stuff. Um, I have a lot of stuff. I'm trying to get better. I really am. But it's not so much like, like I just have shoe boxes full of like all of the cards I get each year. And oh, I just have like I a have label. Too. Like, this is the 2019 to 2022 shoe box yeah, full of cards. I have really? every single card. Yeah, um, cards. It, like greeting card. I have a lot of letters throughout the years since I was at least 16. I have everything. Oh I have gosh. every single invitation that I've gotten, like wedding or whatever. I keep all that stuff. Um, like wild. Collections, I don't do that. I used to collect shot glasses. I got rid of that collection. I don't really have collections, but um, things like that. Paper goods is like kind of my area of expertise. I have like the one thing that I do that – like even drew has told me to give it up is i keep all of my planners so i have like my planners from the last why like, do you 10 need to years. know what you were doing five years ago i don't know but i can't let it go it's like a oh scrapbook God. i don't no. know mary should i let it go no yeah i like you Mary. see I'm, I'm the kind of gal like if i get a greeting card literally like a few days on my table it shall sit and then it shall promptly be recycled because but I, why but, do i need this but i have like even your stuff just like the card i think you've given me cards i maybe but... have given you a card yeah. i honestly don't i'm I a big card person that... i feel like they're kind of a waste of money although i have oh. kept all of our wet all the cards we got from our wedding i do have and okay. i had planned a project with them and yet 
two years later, they sit and I have not done the project. Um, well, what are you going to do? You're going to throw them out? That's monstrous. Why? What, what, like, it's paper. It means nothing. Like, most people aren't writing a whole bunch in the card, you know? It's just, it's, it's just paper. All right. Well, yeah, there's anyway. just two types of people in the world. The Corys yeah. and the everybody else's. <laughs> and probably the Topanga's. The Topanga does like- not seem like a keeper ever of the goods i just don't think he he should have i know we've already talked about it. I, the putting the retainer in that was it's really so the it's like oh look it's my old retainer oh let's reminisce for a second and then throw that thing away yeah i did love the the moment where sean and Corey though have like the swords and they they fight that feels like something i would do when going through like an old basement of stuff is to like take a second and just like have fun with these swords where you have to think of sitting on her throne yeah. with her crown um, but it all just like gets really sad when like literally you see Eric walk up and he like his face falls and he's like, oh, hey, are you having a party? Um, and they're just like, oh, no, I'm just like, you know, we're just cleaning. And he's like, oh, I'm not having as much fun as you all are. And I'm like, oh, no, he's passive aggressive already. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And Eric's like, oh, so it was your idea to to like clean out the garage. And Topanga, like, I feel like she senses it immediately. She's just like, oh, we're just we're just helping. And Eric says right away, he's like, well, this would have been fun for us to do together, Corey. Like, you know, the two of us. And Sarah, I feel like immediately Corey should say, oh my gosh, you're right. I'm really sorry. Like, I think yeah. that's what he needs to say immediately. But that's not Corey's way. He always just double downs every single time. Also, that no girls allowed sign, I was like, hey, is there any possible way that was in the first episode where Corey, um, you know, hides in his clubhouse? Tree house? Yeah. His treehouse? No, it's not Ugh. there. Ugh. It's not Should there. I was like, if it was there, I would have given the show so much credit. But no, it was not there. Um, yeah, I think that... Um, what do I think? Yeah, I think that he should have kind of just owned it that moment, especially seeing how upset Eric was. But like I said, it's not the Corey way. The Corey's way is to always double down, admit no fault. He's like a politician. He yeah. really is. Yeah, it's sad because like Eric's like, oh, it's er, er, excuse me. Corey immediately just brushes him aside. He's like, oh, it's not a big deal. I didn't want you to waste a Saturday. And it's like, that's BS. And we all know it. And Eric's like, oh, so you didn't mind asking Sean to waste a Saturday? And Corey's like, well, Sean loves this. And Sean is just like, I do love trash. (laughs) Which I feel like tracks Mary because like he loves like the when he lived in the trailer park, like he this very much seems like. Uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure type of deal. Yes, I I loved that part. I love when he puts his arm around Topanga right then too, when he's like holding a paint can, talking about how much he loves trash, and Pink's like, "Hey, I am not included in this <laughs> in this comment." Um, I yeah, I I'm looking at the transcript here where Eric comes in and is talking and stuff, and it's weird because it's like Corey. He he is sentimental with this kind of thing. Like he's he's enjoying the reminiscing. And Eric's right. He should he should have done that with him. Um, yeah. but this is also where Eric drops the big guns, which to me, I I watched this part of the episode and then I, I was sitting with my mom and I played it back and I'm like, that, that right there. This feels like the most realistic thing that someone would say in an argument when Eric is getting um 
uh, Mad and Topanga and Sean are like, uh, oh, maybe we should go. Yeah. And um, and then Corey's like, okay, fine, Eric, hey, don't don't be like this. Stay and and we'll just it'll be fine. And that's when Eric says, by the way, I forgot to tell you, Dad called last night and he wanted me and you to look for Grandpa's toolbox after calling you about calling me about us cleaning the garage together. We were supposed to do this together. So he's like, he brings out the big guns of like, I knew all along you were supposed to call me, invite me to do this. You just didn't. It's not like you slipped your mind. You actively yeah. didn't do this when your dad told you to do it. And that's probably why I'm here at this moment anyway. You know, yeah. what are the odds? They're both just at their parents' house. Yeah. He um, brought out the receipts, right? He was just like, I know that you were supposed to ask me to do this and you chose not to because you know, I'm not like Sean, like I don't get the invite, like you don't want to spend this time with me and it's my stuff anyway. So in a way he does have a right to go through his yeah. own stuff. That's my biggest grievance with all of this is like, yeah, invite Topanga and Sean, right? Like if your biggest concern is that Eric is sentimental and doesn't want to get rid of things or that you don't think you'll be able to stay on task, right? You don't trust Eric to stay on task, whatever, invite all of them, invite Eric and Topanga and Sean right. like just don't exclude Eric because first of all it's his stuff too and that's shitty to do because what if there is something that means a lot to Eric that like you inadvertently like throw away but also it's like really mean and hurtful to be like hey I don't feel like reminiscing on any of this with my brother I only want to hang out with my wife and best friend and mm -hmm. like I would say protect your peace if this was a situation where like Corey and Eric actually have a really terrible relationship, right? In that situation, I would have a very different reaction of like, you know what? It's fine. You don't need him there if it's going to cause you strife. But Mary, that is not the, they hang out. Like when they see each yeah. other a decent bit. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and that's why I'm frustrated with it. But, but yeah. that's like, that's why when Eric pulls this out at the end and says that line, I'm like, that is something I feel like I've done in an argument. Like you come up, you first ask the other person like, Hey, why, why didn't you include me? Or why didn't you do this? Mm -hmm. Or why didn't you invite me, you know, to dinner on time? And then when they're like, Oh, I don't know, whatever. You're like, yeah, see, I mom texted me and told me that you were going to come and tell me to come to dinner, but you didn't. So yeah. you pull out the receipts after. And I thought that was really accurate. Yeah. Um, so then we're in the cafe at like the lounge area and we have, um, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel decides, you know what? It must be so great to clean Angela. You know, that apart, that dorm that we literally just moved into together like a month ago, we definitely need to clean it <laughs> already. I'm like, Sarah, how can, much can you accumulate in like a month in a dorm? Um, I was a super shopper when I was in college you know how much, like, I had this, like, weird soap addiction. I bought so much soap. There was stuff all over the place. I can see <laughs> somebody accumulating a lot of junk. Yeah, Angela just doesn't, is not into this at all, Mary. <laughs> she's just like, no. no thanks. No. I, I love the part where she's like, nope, I'm I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, she's she, like, I have fun. Yeah, Angela was so matter of fact. She's like... You know, I could, but I won't. Like, why was she so anti? She doesn't want to clean. Yeah, she just doesn't. Yeah. She's a messy girl, yeah. and she does not want to clean. I don't even yeah. know if she's messy. I just feel like she's just like I'm good. Like I have what I need, and I don't need to do any of this spring cleaning you want to do. But by all means, do it yourself. Yep. Um, and Sean and Jack are like, you know what? Uh, th this whole thing with Eric and Corey got me thinking. 
um, we really should start getting closer and spend more time together and actually act like brothers. And Mary, it's really like they wanted us to, if this is like a two for one episode where they're like, not only are we going to like put Eric and Corey back together, we're going to like, you know what? It's time for Sean and, and, uh, Jack to get close too. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, um, okay. We've introduced these two as brothers. They've had some traumatic things happen in their life. Uh, guess we got to circle back to that. So that when we end this show, it seems like <laughs> maybe they'll go on and continue, but, and now you have to, you two need to inform me of this. Well, it's kind of in the next scene. So actually I'll, I'll, I'll bring back that thought when we get Jack and uh, Sean alone. Um, but did you have a thought over the Eric coming in and um, discussing the fact that they calling out that they all have these little chin beards? This is ridiculous. Sarah and I talked a little bit about this because like Sean's appeared. It, this is the weirdest thing, Mary. So like in the episode where they like they're all the whole group gets in a big argument we like quote unquote flash forward to like six years lady feeney's retiring and that is when sean has this goatee yeah the next episode it's just there like it's just <laughs> there and, and now all three of them have it now but there was like a secret handshake what happened Did they film out of order like what i just happened? like how they have to call it out though because i bet you the entire audience was like what is going on with this why do all of them have matching facial this hair is what it seems like it seems so like weird. it seems like matt lawrence writer strong and will Friedel outside of this made a pact that they were going to grow weird chin patches and they're yep. like, this is going to be so funny. This is going to be our new thing. Yeah, they like scratch it and the goat's coming in nice. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> this is our new funny bro thing. And we're going to put it into the show. That's what it felt like. Because it it's just like felt- how the three of us decided to all wear the same glasses. Exactly. <laughs> it's really yeah. weird. And it's especially off-putting because like you'd think, because, okay, Sarah, we've talked a lot about how like how much control they had over Daniel Fischel's hair. And like yeah. they really, really were like, you can't cut it. You can't do this. You can't do that. I mean, it's even wild. Sean's hair. Yeah. It's wild to me that they would be like, okay, all three of you can have goatees at the same time. Like how like rigid they it's were about these people's hair. It's ridiculous. It's it's a pact. It's a, we have a glass pact. Uh, they have a chin hair pact. We'll never understand it. Well, maybe that's, maybe the all three actors were like, you know, it'd be really funny if we all grew out goatees for the last couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> didn't i just say that four seconds ago i know but i'm just saying like do you think that they actually like legitimately did that yes i think it was a pact they're they have senioritis pact. they have senioritis like no <laughs> well, other Ryder strong did cut his hair which was like again another big deal he, so. okay he cut his hair and he aged up 12 years yeah <laughs> Truly, he looks like he's like 27. Yeah, um, overnight, practically. Yeah. But it is ridiculous. It is weird. It's very strange. Um, it, it's just, it's it's really weird. It's, it's really <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a out-of-character decision. I think made it. together. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. And um, so when when Jack and Sean go... Are we are we jumping ahead to that part to the part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Okay. So when they are trying to figure out something to do together, inform me of this along with the goatee. At what point did the character of Sean morph into like a hipster? Like when did when did this like happen? three episodes ago? Because I'm telling you, <laughs> it's really weird, Mary, because everything about future Sean that we saw like quote unquote six years ahead in this like theoretical future 
is now real time Sean. It's kind of like if you want to go into the Spider-Verse or whatever, we accidentally went into the multiple the other multiverse multiverse and we saw the future and then that sean and our sean got switched out and this is what we're left with because he's like oh do you like foreign movies with subtitles and it's just like and i can believe that this version of sean likes those things but i'm like this is not the sean we've had for a while sean was like ladies man and then he was sort of bad boy but he at no point has been like oh yeah i'm like really into poetry and foreign films the poetry stuff has been over the past season but like poetry stuff was directly because he found that poetry book in angela's purse yes and that's yeah. why he was like, right. oh, wait, maybe I do like poetry. That's yeah, but the other stuff, that. all the like the foreign films stuff is much later like that because the poetry stuff has been in there for like at least two but seasons. Also, I think it's been influenced by Angela. But yeah, definitely. Oh, but yeah, it is all very weird and it doesn't make a ton of sense Um, that they're, they're trying to figure out like what they're going to do. Um, We also have like Corey coming up to Eric and trying to make amends and but the thing is is he doesn't again try to make amends in quotes because he doesn't even apologize he says eric this is stupid it's no big deal we'll go home we'll forget this ever happened we'll clean out the garage and we'll be done with it and uh eric is just like you know what instead why don't we just have a garage sale why don't we just sell it all and Corey's like well that's our childhood he's like yeah but it doesn't really matter why don't we sell it split the money and you know we can be done with it back to the way it used to be um and it's just like oh mary it's so uncomfortable like i their fighting makes me so uncomfortable because it's it's not even like you suck bro no you suck it's too passive aggressive for me i can't stand when people are like subtle about their anger it just (laughs) i just want people to scream at each other and be done with it yeah like eric has a right to be upset but if you want i i tell this to people sometimes about like it's like it's like when when girls try to hint to a guy about something like when they're like in high school or middle school and I'm like that like you just need to come right out with it like the guy is not going to pick up on those hints. It's like Corey is not going to pick up on these hints in this passive aggression, Eric. You need to spell it out for him. And when he finally does in the hospital like later I think Corey it finally clicks with Corey and plus yeah. Topanga helps explain the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that's the way to be, but some people just can't do it like me sometimes people like me like the passive aggressive life i don't i can't I'm not stand proud it. of it i'm not i would rather just scream my face off and then be done with it and like spill out all my emotions than like be walking on eggshells around someone yeah. like it's it makes me so extremely uncomfortable especially the way eric is acting like Corey is totally like being an insensitive jerk but the way eric is acting is also just infuriating to me because he's like oh let's just sell it who cares like we'll be done with it and then we won't have to worry about it anymore it's like eric just say why you're upset speak in yeah. plain words to Corey again like mary is saying like you can't be subtle sometimes and it's really awkward and it makes me this whole episode made me so uncomfy i just it makes me especially because it's like family and when family fights it's almost like it's worse because there's like these expectations with family of like oh blood is thicker than water and like you're supposed to love your family but like Mm -hmm. there are times when you don't like them you know yeah totally yeah i think the thing is though it's like these are just two brothers who have been different people who've kind of gone apart and I yeah. think the the side the times that I was siding with Corey is like, Eric, if you felt this way, 
like it's because we're in a TV show where I'm the main character and I have a best friend. <laughs> like if you if you felt yeah. this way, you ask me to hang out sometime. Like yeah. you haven't you haven't done anything. You're just mad that the yeah. one time that I was supposed to do something with you, I chose to do it with my friend instead. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you want to do things on a regular basis, like ask me. I feel like we in order to have earned this payoff, we needed to see like Eric trying to hang out with Corey for the last like four episodes That's and Corey true. not wanting to. That's true. I but in a way, I like he has been trying, but I just think it's one of those things where he always spent time like Corey was always like, I want to hang out with you, I want to hang out with you. And Eric was always like, No, like you're my old my younger brother, you're like a dweeb. And then finally um eric wants to hang out with him and he's just like no it's the roles have reversed yeah and eric's uncomfortable with it and like to a certain extent yeah you're in your 20s now and you're on more even playing field right like you're both in college you're in like a very similar space in your life like you're at a certain point in your life at the same time which is new for them but like I don't know. It's just a little bit like too much for Eric to be like, suddenly I want to hang out with you. And the fact that you don't want to hang out with me is upsetting. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. Corey yeah. probably as a child wanted to hang out with Eric. Eric didn't want him to. And me- remember, see, this would make more sense if Eric still had his best friend, Jason. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Jason. yeah, Jason. I mean, he has Jack, but like, even again, like, are they close? Not really. <laughs> they, That's the thing. They like to pretend like they are. Yeah. Oh, man, but they're I not really. Um, uh, but yeah, Sean and Jack are trying to figure out where they're going to go. Jack suggests the bank as if literally <laughs> any human being wants to go hang out at a bank. The mall. The bank? The bank. Yeah. It's just bank. like, maybe they're... they really were into Coinstar. <laughs> I just think the thing is, is like they should start slow. They should start by just chilling and watching TV or a movie. Yeah, like, they you don't, don't need to go. It's like they're planning a date. Like you don't need yeah. to go do an activity. Why don't you just sit here and talk and get to know each other? Also, I truly don't believe Jack likes riddles. Like I just don't <laughs> believe that. I can't believe Jack doesn't like bowling. Like yes, he's like, oh, shoes. you seen those shoes? It's like, bro, you wearing socks? Like, just wash the socks. Not liking bowling because of the shoes thing. People need to get over that. It's so dumb. Like, honestly, if you're wearing socks, your feet are protected. Just don't go bowling barefoot and you're fine. Yeah. Um, so the next scene, we're at the garage sale. Um, Eric and Corey are kind of like setting everything up. Um, and Corey's upset because Eric is going to sell their little like sled toboggan thing. And Corey's like, we had so much fun on that. And Eric's like, yeah, we did. What do you think? Two bucks? And Corey's just like, yeah, two bucks. Like, and he starts, like, he's trying to get Eric to, like, reminisce with him. He's like, hey, do you remember? We, like, we took this up to, like, Dead Man's Hill. We had a great time. And Eric is just like, like, oh, yeah. And then they we, like, and Corey's like, oh, yeah, we couldn't stop. We caused a pileup. He's not playing ball. Like, he's not, like, he'll reminisce for a second, but then he, like, goes back to being mad. Well, then he, and then at the very end of the story, he's just like, okay, buck 50. Like, he brings yeah. the price down even lower. And I'm just like, I, it really annoys me because I think I, I'm with you, Mary. Like, my annoyances flip flop this episode. Mm-hmm. And at this moment in time, I'm annoyed with Eric because it's very obvious, obvious Corey is making a concerted effort here. Yes. And like, you could try, Eric. Like, you could try a little bit harder. Yeah. I feel like he. And that's and, and Corey's saying to him, like, that's 
you know, like I, I, these are our memories. Like I, I want to talk about this with you, but I, I think that Eric is just still, it's like, have you ever been upset? And then like the upset lasts too long and you're like, I wish I could just be happy, but I've almost like you committed, I've committed to, to this that I like can't <laughs> uncommit from being upset. Yeah. Because and you're like, like, no, I've committed is. so hard that this person is like, you're almost like sentencing them. Yeah. You're like sentencing them to a certain amount of your anger and wrath. <laughs> yes. It's like, I could very well decide to not be upset at this point, but I just am. And I've committed. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. And so Rachel and Angela, everyone's there. Rachel and Angela come and Rachel's just like, oh, yeah, look at all. They did all this cleaning and uh, it would it's going to be so fun to clean out our room. And like, this is nonsense. Like, how dare you, Rachel, try to sell Angela's purse for $1.72? That's not even yours. I want to know why they're making such low ball offers for all of these things. Like later, Eric's going to yes. say that he sold a catcher's mitt for a dime, like a dime. How this <laughs> such a waste of time. It's not it's even worth it. Yeah. It's not yeah. Worth it. You're not being paid enough to sell your catcher's mitt for a dime. Come on. Um, And we get some like creepy Eric content where Rachel is selling like this, like tank top. And Eric's like, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. Like, it is very creepy. It was creepy. And then that's combined with Eric then right after that buying his own thing back. Like a guy comes up and is like, the slippers, slippers for five bucks. And Eric's like, oh my gosh, we had those. Can I'll take them for 20. I feel like that was Rachel's slippers again. You don't think so? Well, no, because it wasn't out of Rachel's box. Yeah. But like who, where are the pink slippers coming from? Amy? I have a point on this. Ooh, okay. Like, maybe they are Amy's. I swear I had those exact same pink slippers when yeah. I was like in high school and they weren't mine. They <gasps> were my boyfriend's at the time that he had and oh! and I took and I or I asked for them or he gave them to me or whatever. But like he of his own accord had those pink slippers. So <laughs> who knows? All right. So maybe they were Alice's. Alice's they are. We don't know. But yeah. Yeah. How but dare I, I question it? I think we skipped over a key point here, though. Um, how rude was it for Rachel and Angela? I'm going to say mostly Rachel because it was probably her idea to bring your own stuff to sell at somebody else's garage. <laughs> I feel like this is not like how. Oh, like, see, I didn't think that was weird at all. I think no. you can either donate it to them and be like, you guys can have the money, but you can't be, like show up. Like imagine if I had a lemonade stand and then someone showed up and was like, hey, can I just like sell my stuff next year? <laughs> oh, see, no, this is I my totally disagree stand. with this. And <laughs> the reason I disagree. So my, the street I live on every single year, they hold this like annual garage sale and the whole street participates. And it's like hopping and bopping. Like it is the prime time to sell your crap. My parents live in a very rural area. So if they held their own garage sale, they wouldn't sell anything because there's no foot traffic. So every time we've participated in this garage sale, they've come over and sold their stuff too. And we all hang out all day together. It's not like they're like, that's an established thing. This is their, they've, they've like decided what you're talking about is like the trunk or treat to trick or treating. This is like a whole thing that's set up and people all come together and do it. This is just one person having a garage sale and their friends <laughs> showing up and being like, I'm just going to. I guess I just right assumed that they I think it's, them for permission, but maybe not. Here's the thing. I think it depends. Is the goal of the garage sale to get rid of stuff or is it to make money? Because if it's to make money, rude. But if it's to get rid of stuff, then fine. <laughs> I viewed it as to get rid of stuff, right, Sarah? Because that was the whole, that was yeah. what they were told to do from the beginning. True. That's very true. But also the thing is, is that 
it depends on the stuff. Are you selling competing stuff? Like <laughs> oh. if somebody is like, oh, here's my, you know, baseball bats. And then somebody else comes, your friend comes over with their Lower baseball price. bats. Then that's competing baseball bats. But um, you have to stay in your own lane. I think that you have to get the invite. Like I can't just show up, Jessica, to your garage sale and be no. like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to sell my stuff. You need to be like, hey, Sarah, I'm having a garage sale. Do you want to have a table of your stuff to sell? Yeah. Yeah. Was the whole reason to have this just so we could have the creepy Eric moment? Because I don't know why else they're even there. <laughs> it was uh, like, probably honestly just to even get them on the show more. more. Yeah, they, they had nothing to do on this episode. So they're just there. They're series regulars. They need a certain amount of dialogue per episode to qualify for their money. Yeah, yes. that's it. Um, so then we also get this like awkward moment between, um, Eric and Corey again, where like Corey's upset because Eric is selling his catcherist mitt. Um, and Eric's like, that's my glove. And he's like, yeah, but you gave it to me. And Eric says, yeah, now I'm taking it back. And it's like, Not it's very thing. obvious Eric's doing this because he's still upset with Corey. Um, and he's just like, we don't use it. Why don't we just sell it? Um, and it's just like, and of course, right on to on the heels of this, Jack and Sean come in and they're like pretending like they've just been laughing for the past three hours. <laughs> and Sean goes over to Corey and he's just like, he's so boring. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with They hate each other. They hate each other. They don't know each other. They're complete strangers, even though they've been in the same show for a couple seasons now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. The show just did not know what to do. They're like, oh, we can make a really authentic friend relationship between Corey and Sean and no one else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so I kind of I've been listening to Pod Meets World and they kind of explained how Matt Lawrence got on the show because Ooh. Matt Lawrence had his own show with the Lawrence brothers. Yes and they brotherly love right? brotherly love which is yeah. you know based off of brotherly shove oh my gosh yeah just got that mm -hmm. look at this. yeah <laughs> look at that and um michael jacobs the showrunner basically was like oh matt lawrence you don't you're not on the show anymore you're coming with me and so they had to shoehorn uh you know matt into something and they're like I know you're going to be his brother. And they didn't know that Matt Lawrence was coming onto the show until the first table read. And they didn't know it was going to be like a brother for Sean. And then that they realized was that uh, Sean and Jack are two both like serious drama guys uh -huh. and having two serious drama guys together in scenes doesn't always work except for serious stuff. Like when Chet dies, but what does work yeah. is Eric's goofiness yes. to Jack's like straight, you know, non goofiness. Like a, yeah, he's a straight know. man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what happened, and then it kind of evolved into like, oh, these two like barely hang out with each other. It's funny because based on what you said, like they do actually have similar. It's not exactly similar personality, but like similar tone, right? Yeah. So you would think that they could be friends, but maybe it is this like Corey, Sean, Eric, uh, Jack thing that works better where they like need someone who's not similar to them to kind of work off of, um, both from an acting yeah. standpoint and also from like a, if you're imagining that the characters are really trying to hang out. Oh. 
you would think but what i mean what do these two actually have in common that they would talk about i don't even know talk about your good friends <laughs> you yeah that you're gonna be talking about other your people that's like yeah. they're the friends that you gossip about other people with so yeah you know something about this i was just thinking about is i had some friends growing up that i was really close to and when you're seeing them all the time in school and stuff it's really easy to make memories but then when you go separate places maybe you go to separate college you move to separate areas mm-hmm. it's really difficult to feel like like a lot of times when we would meet up if it was like one you know we'd get coffee or something whatever um while we were in college and we were in town for christmas break or something we would I would always feel like all we're doing when we're hanging out is just rem- reminiscing about all our old memories, but we're not making any new memories. So and, fascinating. Yes. And so I remember inviting one of them over once I moved out and got my own place and stuff after college. I invited one of them to come hang out. And I'm like, this weekend when we're hanging out, we are going to make new memories. And it's not just going to be us sitting around reminiscing about the good times. We're Mm -hmm. going to somehow transform this like childhood friendship into an adult friendship. And it does take like active work to make that happen. But um, basically it is possible. That's what I was. So they were receptive. That's a very mature conversation to have. It was. Yeah. I sort of said that. And I was like, I want us to like actively like try to do something and try to like, Mm -hmm. like, I know we're not the same people we were when we were in high school or whatever. It's been 10 years since we've been able to hang out like that. But like, let's put aside a weekend to do things together, learn about who we are now as people, what we like now and make some new memories together. And it's that's awesome. I think that's great. Also, uh, just in case anyone's listening and want some other hot tips on that, uh, frequency helps. So even if you don't have a friend, who lives near you just having like a weekly phone call or skype call or like play games online or something together Mm. i found that that worked really well like set up a book club and just chat or whatever once a week and then you you just sort of stay in each other's lives in a more topical way so that when you meet up you don't have to be like all right catch me up on everything you did for the last five years Mm-hmm. Anyway, that did not really relate to the episode. No, it's top really, of mind. <laughs> I really do think it does because I just think that there's like, I think it even relates to how the brothers are because they really like everybody just doesn't really know each other. And like, how much of a difference would it be if they had weekly check ins or even monthly check ins? Like, they go to the same college. If Corey yeah. and and Eric had just said, like, hey, Tuesdays, we're going to go play racquetball together. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're yeah. going to, like, stay in touch. It's our brother time. Um, yeah. And I do that with my sister. Like, we lived down the street from each other. But I still, like, sometimes, like, hey, it's just going to be us hanging out. Like, sometimes yeah. I want to hang out with you in a group of people. But sometimes I want it to be just the two of us so we can make new yeah. memories. That's extremely yeah. mature. Um, and I really appreciate that, especially when we see Corey in comparison oh, yeah, so doing a terrible job of trying to solve an issue so bad between them because Corey is like, you know what? This is a good time for me right now to solve this with my brother. And what I'm going to do is demand him to talk to me right this second and solve this. And then on top of that, I am going to disrespect and ignore all the customers at the garage sale. And also this lady, though, he's actively rude, but also this lady, I'm like, lady, obviously he's in the middle of something back off for two seconds because Corey goes up and he's just like, listen, I've apologized a hundred times. What do you want me to do? And the woman's just like, excuse me, how much is this frame? It couldn't be very much. There's a scratch on it. 
And Corey's just like, lady, one second. And she's like, I so can't wait forever. <laughs> but she can. Like, you, this is no, a I business. No, I I'm just saying, though, like, if it's me, I'm, like, dropping the frame and I'm bouncing. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying this is a business. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a garage sale. <laughs> but okay. Like, I would just, like, I would leave. But Corey's just like, I'm not a mind reader. What do you want me to do? And she's like, you're not going to sell anything if you ignore the customer. And I'm like, why don't you just leave? Like, how much do you want this frame, actually? Like, just drop the frame and leave. If or you're just being steal it. Like, yeah, I would <laughs> straight up take it. <laughs> and then we have, so Corey's like, could you be any more annoying? And of course, we have this guy come, hey, buddy, watch your mouth. That's my wife. Yeah, the slipper guy. Gotta have the slipper guy come back into it. And Corey says, could she be any more annoying? The guy just straight up punches Corey. Like, <laughs> people don't do this in real life, do they? Because that's horrifying. <laughs> it's at his own house. Corey gets punched at his own house. Yeah. And I'm not condoning this. this. Like, but the man, guy is liable. What do you mean? Like, the lady yeah. was being annoying and butting in and clearly not reading the room. But Corey also, just like, you can't just call someone annoying. Like, if yeah. I was Topanga, I would be so embarrassed, by the way. My yes, I would be embarrassed by this entire thing. Because the guy punches Corey and then Eric goes up and he's like that's my brother and like punches this guy in the stomach like like 10 10 times times. and the guy doesn't even look phased at all no because he's like this i don't know he's not even that much bigger but um so then becomes like a pile up the The lady swinging her purse at Corey. yeah this Um, one guy just randomly picks up sean and starts carrying him how did sean get involved why is that guy involved everybody why are any of these people rachel's getting her hair just yanked and i'm just like why are these people okay. like I'd be, I'd be running away from this, this is a lawsuit now. right like this is somebody is going to get sued from this i mean yeah, yeah like they, they, they went to the hospital they go to the hospital but i'm like you guys have a couple bruises i guess like harry uh harry i guess Corey broke his arm or something but like i know but like i mean Eric i thought they realistically... would be like, they needed to be like at like they're to the next scene needed to be the two of them like sitting in like the police station like i feel like that would have checked yeah. out more yeah. <laughs> Also, can I say something really dumb? Eric is sitting on a table. He's not even sitting on a chair. And there are so really? many chairs in this waiting room. I didn't notice. That's and I'm really just like, funny. bro, there are so many chairs. But yeah, this doesn't really feel worthy of a hospital visit, considering it looks like Eric just has like a, a black eye. And like, I mean, I guess Corey broke his arm I or guess, whatever. Yeah, I guess Eric is there for like moral support with Corey or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do think this would have been a good episode. I know they were trying to make it like we're adults or whatever, but like. I think this would have been a good episode for the parents to step in a little bit. It's like it's at their house. The whole thing is taking place with them. Well, they're on vacation. Oh, is that why? Sorry. Yeah, they're I on vacation. That whole point is like they're supposed to clean the garage before they get yeah. back. This reminds so me think- of like when you play The Sims 2 and like The Sims parents go on vacation and then The Sim teenagers <laughs> throw a party or like can do a fight or get arrested. A garage sale is the same thing as a party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it feels like it and it's like oh but the parents are not here and then no. they have to come back home from their vacation early and then they're you no. get punished but it's like oh my gosh Corey talks about this catcher's mitt and eric immediately is just like oh yeah i sold it for a dime and Corey just like again lets that roll off his back and he's like i appreciate the way you had my back thanks for waiting for me here and Eric's like, it's okay. And Corey's like, you know what? No, it's not okay. You're my brother. You reminded me how important it is to have a big brother to look out for you. And I'd like to be, I'd like to think I'd be there for you too. And Eric says, I'm sure I would. And Corey says, that's what being brothers is all about. Being there for each other when one of us is in trouble. 
And Eric, oh, with the gut punch of a line of, yeah, as long as we don't have to see each other in between. Oh, rough. Oh, it was too real. It was so real. It hurt. But also, like, you see each other at school. Harry had all the time. Corey. Corey Who is Harry? I don't know. I don't know why you're saying that. Corey. His name is Rory. (laughs) Right. Corey has not like actively been hating on Eric for the last several episodes. It's just yeah. been, I say, having not watched the last several episodes. No, he no, you're I'm correct. assuming. Yeah. Like yeah. they see each other at school. They're not BFFs, but they're in each other's lives. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, Eric, if you want something, maybe you need to make it happen. You maybe. know, maybe he's being so passive aggressive. I cannot stand it. Yeah. Like, but like it's just like Eric's like, well what about when we're not in trouble? And Corey's like, well, we can do stuff. And Eric's just like, I don't know. Today was a pretty big day. Like garage sale, fist fight, you know, like we had a lot going on. I'm not sure we can count on this kind of thing happening all the time. And Corey, like, I truly, I feel bad for Corey in this moment because he's like, I'm really trying. Like, I just want everything to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like. Corey's just like I don't understand this is all because I didn't invite you to like clean up the garage like I'm sorry what do you want from me but also I I would be Corey in this moment like what do you actually want from me at this point in Eric's defense like everybody including Corey has been treating Eric like an idiot for three seasons and nobody is he's he might be he might be (laughs) but still I I you know he might be not the you know perfect Eric but you know okay i'm looking at it he is sitting on a table table. there's a chair right next there's 20 chairs but he wants the table and he's reading some stupid magazine like sorry go ahead sarah this is so stupid i can't Uh, no you know i was just trying to defend eric but forget it because he sat on the table which means (laughs) like it's useless it's just like i don't know like eric is eric is it's like at the end of college or high school. He's yes. like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, seeing the people leave, and he's probably truthfully yes. wondering where is he going next with his life? Is, are these people going to stay in their lives? His no. life is going nowhere. And no, I'm kidding. It's going somewhere. But also when you're comparing yourself to Corey, who's had a best friend for like ever and got married at the ripe age of like 18, like I, I keep watching this being like, oh, these are adults. Why are they acting like this? And like Corey's like 20, maybe. Yeah, um, on a good day, like he might be nineteen. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you're totally right. Yeah, I think I I I do understand why. You know, once again, if this show is very intentional with the shift that they put in Eric, which I'm not even 100 confident they are, I could imagine and like, you know, perceive a reason why Eric acts the way he does. I just don't know if the show knows that. That's the thing. Yeah. No, they haven't earned this moment enough, in my opinion, for it to really track. Like it kind of does, but there weren't enough like breadcrumbs along the way. Um, and it just ends up with like this argument of Eric saying, you know what? We're brothers. We're not friends. So you don't have to like me and you don't. Um, and he, he leaves and it's just like, okay, like that is true. Um, like you don't have to always like your siblings, like you can love them and not like them. And that's fair. And like, honestly, that's the way my relationship with is my brother. A lot of the time, like we, we bicker a lot. We don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And that causes a lot of friction and tension, like put us in a room for 
maybe an hour and a half together and i'm sure we're gonna have an argument about something well, i mean we got two more days of that for that right two more days Thanks- what do you mean? thanksgiving oh yeah right that's holidays are coming up baby um but yeah it just ends up with like topanga being the one to kind of talk some sense into Corey, where they're in the garage and uh and Corey, Corey oh my god Corey really annoyed me he she, she's like oh do you want me to help he's like no that's what got me into trouble in the first place and I'm like Corey you stop it you stop it right now because you know you were at fault for that <laughs> it's just yeah she, he's just like am I wrong like what did I do um he's like we're talking about Eric he's a total screw up we spent our wedding night in jail because of him and I love this moment Mary where Topanga's like I remember having the most amazing wedding in the best hotel in Philadelphia because of him like I love that she kind of brings Corey back down to earth of like yeah he does mess things up and he's a little zany but like he cares and he has a big big heart and I love that she like has to like kind of tell him that yeah um, I like that when she told him, um, but like, I was really afraid that uh, <laughs> Eric was going to walk back in when Corey was saying that he's such a screw up. I'm like, dude, like, stop. He's right here. He could see- hear you. Do you want to get another fight? Uh, but no, it didn't happen. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I, I think that there isn't enough credit that like Corey, Topanga tries to make it this moment where she's like, look, we were like, like I said earlier, we were so jealous. Like I remember a time when all you wanted to do was hang out with your big brother and stuff, but we have not seen Corey do almost anything nice for Eric or desire to be with Eric since this magical time that she mentioned. Right. Since season one, basically. In the last couple seasons, once Eric transformed from like cool guy, Eric to like plays with squirrels. Once we got into that zone, Eric definitely does do a lot more of the sort of like moral love fest kind of things towards Corey, mm-hmm. but we almost never see that in the opposite direction. Like, like with the wedding, like he wanted to do something nice for them. Um, but we almost never see Corey reciprocate that. No, because the thing is, is that Corey really number one, he cares most about himself. Number two, um, he cares about Topanga and then he cares about, Sean and that's all he cares about I'm thinking back to that big fight that they had with the war where they showed off yeah. uh, Angela's not Angela Rachel's picture in that he only cared about Sean and Topanga he didn't care about anybody else or anybody else's feelings and at the end remember um, Jess he literally did not say sorry to anybody no, he was the worst. Like, truly, Corey is one of the the characters that goes downhill the most in this series. And it's really kind of sad. And again, it's partly because they, like, um, they're so hyperbolic with all of their characters that they end up being caricatures of themselves. And Corey is a, a prime example of that. Um, but yeah, it really does suck that, like, he can't even, like, part of what he says is true, um, where he says that it's easier when you're kids because you're just around each other and you're on a sled. And next thing you know, you're laughing in an intersection. Time goes by and what you had just sort of fades away. And that's really true because so when you're depressing. a kid, it's true though, when you're a kid and you live with your sibling, you spend a lot of time with them because you live together. When you're adults, 
you have a lot more going on in your lives and you're at, you have to actively work on relationships as an adult. They don't yeah. just happen. And so like it just because it's family doesn't necessarily mean you're going to hang out more or see each other or maintain that relationship. And obviously it's a bit of a joke in this show because they're together all the time. They see each other all the time. They go to the same college. They have the same friend group. Um, but it is interesting that like the way we end the episode is by both of them just like kind of cleaning silently um, in the in the garage. And it, I don't know, Mary, it's a little bit of a weird note to end the episode on because like, again, nothing really gets resolved. They just kind of brush it under the rug. I, I hope that. The premise here was this is just a thing that's going to take work from both of them, but look, they're civil and they're okay. But I think it was also a way of the show being like, we don't really know how to wrap this up. Like back in season one, they would have wrapped this up where they would have had a conversation at the end, like, oh, we learned how much we love about each other and everything's good. But truthfully, this was kind of more realistic because if you had a... If you had an argument with a sibling, kind of just existing in each other's company, maybe you're still mad at each other, maybe you're not really speaking, maybe you give a slight smile, that's kind of how siblings bounce back usually. Like, I know that when me and my sister have a fight, um, usually we'll just, like, separate, and then, like, an hour later we'll come back and be like, hey, so you want to hang out? Like, we just kind of brush it under the rug. Yeah. Um, Things don't necessarily get resolved. You don't necessarily have a conversation about it. Now, that's obviously me and my sister were very close and argue but then like they're stupid things if you have big actual arguments then uh you probably do need to sit down and talk about it um I definitely think the show also just didn't know what to do with this to wrap it up uh which also definitely leads into the next episode with how they decided to just not mention it anymore Mm -hmm. like I don't remember if in episode 21 they come back to this at all um well it's an Angela episode episode 21 so I highly doubt it but yeah yeah. it just feels a bit I don't know the ending just feels a bit strange and not that this isn't true of families right like I can think of a million examples where like you get in a fight with a family member and you just don't address it and you both just kind of move on and then you don't you don't even have a conversation about it obviously it's going to depend on how big was the argument what was the argument about um but like but it just happens with families sometimes also, so i guess they get it i the resolution to this argument is not like i'm sorry and i'm sorry too let's hug it out like mary's right like this is gonna take work like if this was realistic this is not something that's gonna get resolved in a matter of a nicely written bow and just you know perfect it's going to take work and it's we don't really have time to see it come into fruition the the resolution is hopefully an understanding between the two of them and say hey look we didn't communicate that very well in the future let's try to express our feelings better and maybe let's also make some time for each other mm-hmm. that's like how you resolve this situation and if the show was trying really hard to connect all their episodes maybe in an episode or two they would have a comment at the beginning, like between, you know, Topanga and Sean be like, oh, did you hear that Corey and Eric have been hanging out more? Oh, good for them. And that would be sort of the way that oh, they would wrap it up. Oh, but they never do anything never like do that. that. <laughs> no, not this show. No, they just yeah. don't care is the thing. They're yeah. just like on to the next, right? We resolved that in the last episode on to the next. 
Yeah. Um, but I did. I definitely yeah. felt like this was one of the few episodes where they don't even really try to resolve it. They have sort of a, I don't know. It's not really bittersweet. They just have kind of a like, okay, it's, I can see a positive Mm-hmm. it's positive because they're but... working together at the end which is what they were supposed to do in the first place and it's uh what's left unsaid like there's subtle smiles mm-hmm. to each other eric playfully shoves Corey in a playful ish manner and brotherly I guess... shoving <laughs> brotherly shoving and i guess that's what we're supposed to take of oh yeah they'll be okay yeah yeah but that was our that was our first episode. Um, let's go to a quick ad break, and then we will be back with a very different tonal episode. Um, we'll be right back. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Okay, we are back. Um, We're going to be talking about as time goes by. Again, like I said, very different episode. Um, (laughs) Very silly episode where like it's black and white. We start off with a voiceover from Eric. It was, (laughs) you know, the kind like day, but darker. (laughs) This is my favorite. Like the reason I picked this episode is because of my memory of this voiceover. Like (laughs) I vividly remember watching this for the first time and being like, oh, this is a winner. It's very (laughs) quotable, right? Like it's just, I mean, I don't know why, but the line, (laughs) believe me, there were plenty of suspects, him, her, not the cop, her. <laughs> I don't know why, but not the cop. And then the guy next to her, that guy, him. And of course, the guy with the hat, not me. I'm the guy talking. <laughs> yeah, what's your story, says head? What's like, your story, head? <laughs> this entire it's episode, all face, Sarah, no, not you. I was talking to Fez head. Uh, Sarah, we've covered these types of episodes before where they're mm-hmm. like, uh, they're like flashbacky or in different places and times. Yeah, we've where had different characters. We've had, um, We've had Fonzarelli or whatever. Shanzi. Shanzi. Yesy. And then we had the Sabrina one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we, we also had, if you want to count, the one where Eric goes to Hollywood. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little different. I still think I like the Shanzi one the best the of all of them. You like the, the OG. I think I do. This episode. one is a little bit um, strange to me and not because it's weird. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> The overall reason for this story is kind of weird. <laughs> like how they get into the story is just so strange. That's the part that I like didn't remember. Like I remembered the part about her climbing into the closet, but yeah. it's like this show first tries to make it like 
oh, we're going to make there be reasoning behind this and it's going to be like some sort of scientific wormhole thing. And then at the end, they're like, actually, it was just a dream. But was it though? (laughs) Whose dream was it? Who knows? I think it's supposed to be Topanga's, but they never show her like waking up. Yeah, she was was up. She was studying. I thought it was Topanga's dream too, but she never woke up. Like the premise is so odd because the premise is basically... Corey is being the most annoying we've ever seen Corey ever. He's so annoying. I really hate Corey in this, in the beginning. The popcorn is all over the floor, Mary. Okay. The popcorn, (laughs) the obnoxious laughing. It's upsetting. The, the the moment halfway through the episode where Corey just holds out his popcorn and goes, Topanga, this popcorn needs salt. That is not her job. She is studying. You get up and and take care of that. Yeah. Um, I was so mad at him. He was just being obnoxious. And then he's like, oh, you're all stressed out all the time. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you need to. And she's right. She's like, we have an essay coming up. I'm working on this. What are you doing? Um, I was completely he's watching cartoons like a child. Like he's yes. watching like Roadrunner. Like yes. it's obnoxious. And yeah, like the funny thing is they like they they drop us into this, right? Where like Eric is doing this like uh voiceover and it's like someone is dead. You're the detective, figure it out. He had a point. Maybe that's why he wore a hat. <laughs> um, it's like not only did I have to figure out who killed her and why, I had to figure out who she was. Um, dun, dun, so they, they yeah. drop us into this immediately and we see it's Topanga right again uh Sarah I love the costuming in this episode like that it does yes. get points in its favor for that because everyone is dressed it's so fun so good I mean everybody top to bottom of course I love Feeny's hat but Topanga looks absolutely gorgeous in the episode. yeah um this era of clothing and hair really really suits daniel fischel it looks like she was picked right out of that century um really gorgeous and (laughs) i feel bad for her that like someone like this amazingly pretty has to just like stare at this fool eating popcorn on the couch he's not even trying to put it in his mouth yeah. are you concerned about this apartment and ants because we have seen uh <laughs> food fights uh cory this is not the first time we've seen cory messily eating popcorn like he is very messy with his popcorn eating it's all over his lap I'm- but he does this all the time w- what is this show trying to do with cory like there was a time when cory was very likable and then they got to a point where, no. like, the last, like, I know that the last time I was on and we did the episode, or I don't know if it was the last time, one of the last times I was on and we talked about the episode where um, that famous artist girl was in it. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like, Corey was so unlikable in that episode. Like, he's, he's been unlikable for the past two to three seasons, yeah. I would say. Um, he has blips of fun. But 90% of the time, he's unlikable in just the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I think the first time that it was debated upon was season five. And I, my argument was, although season five was a rougher season for Corey because he was involved with, like, Linda Cardellini and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I did think that the, he had growth and there was times where I thought he was likable. But I think that that was the first time it was like, is Corey likable do we like him as a character and a person and i think that um the la- the two seasons after that it was like no like this is a bad season for Corey. yeah 
it's all bad. He's terrible. He's telling like uh he's telling Topanga like stop cleaning up. You need to relax. Like uh we're going to watch cartoons. And he's like, you could, you know, you don't need the stress. And she's like, you could use some stress in your life. Like, uh, and Corey is really annoying. He's just like, you think I should make everyone nuts being a stressed out control freak until everyone wants to kill me. And she's like, what the heck? Like everyone wants to kill me. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, like, what is he talking about? Yeah. It's just like, Corey, you're married. You have responsibilities. You're in college. Like, it's just it, it's just obnoxious. Topanga's sick and tired of it. I would have been over it like far before this. Um, and she just it's just she just has no time for this anymore. And I don't blame her. It's so frustrating. Yeah. I'm so mad. Yeah, they, they uh they're they're not doing so well. So he so basically she, her method of having fun is organizing, which I actually can relate to. I do love an organizational project. But even he's, like, poo-pooing at her fun because he's like, that's not fun. That's housework. So this is where she goes into the closet and um, she finds a door behind the clothing. And and I've seen a lot of TikToks. I've seen people finding mysterious doors and, you know. (laughs) This closet is absolutely massive, by the way. Good for them. I love storage. They they have, like, the tiniest apartment and yet this closet is so big and she finds this little door it's like freaking narnia up in here (laughs) she just she just pokes her head in it and she's just like oh hey Corey, you know those time continuum vortexes we're studying and i'm like what the fuck class are you in to be that's where you're studying like she's just like oh this looks like one and like you said mary he's like oh topanga this popcorn needs salt and Topanga travels all the way back. Mm. What is this? The the twenties? No, I think this 40s? is probably the forties. Forties, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, swing music is playing, uh, and they're in Rory's Shangri La Cafe. <laughs> I love this episode so much for this part. Oh my gosh. Um, yes, they're in Rory's Shangri La, and um. <laughs> and Topanga doesn't know who she is or why she's there, but this is where we get the like introduction to everyone. Yes. Um, and most of this is in voiceover from Eric, uh, who I don't know. Do we get? I don't know if Eric has like a fun name like everyone else I don't says. Remember? He's the gumshoe. Yeah, he he is the gumshoe. Yeah. Um, but we've got uh, Ella Fitzgerald Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, that's Amy, <laughs> who used to sing with Sinatra or Sinatra. Yeah. Uh, the guy tickling the ivories is we. Hawkins Willie, direct descendant of Beethoven, Harry Beethoven. Yeah, and that's Jack. <laughs> that's Jack. Fezhead and Costello, they're always together. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, so Fezhead is obviously Feeny and Feeny. Costello is Alan. Yes, and then I guess Fezhead calls Costello Gertrude, so I guess his name is Gertrude Costello. Um, and then Angel, <laughs> so she and Eric says, "That's Angel." Nuff said, and she goes, "Hi, I'm Angel." Nuff said, <laughs> <laughs> "That was actually the probably the funniest joke for me." Like, that got me Angela. laughing, and that was um, that's Angela, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, she's like a waitress, Isaac. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure his name is Isaac Goodshot Kelly. 
But this transcript I'm looking at says SH asterisk T, but I'm pretty sure it was shot. <laughs> oh, they, yeah, they cut out like words like shot and okay. beat and yeah. Oh, yeah. you can't say shot. Oh, okay. I thought this was a uh, shit night yeah, show. And that yeah. is, yeah, it's um, I- Isaac Goodshot Kelly and that's Sean. And, and Sean is like pouring a shot and he's just like pouring the entire <laughs> bottle into he's a He's like shot banging glass. the bottom of it like a ketchup bottle. <laughs> yeah and so that's everybody and then later on we're gonna we're gonna meet um uh rachel who's i don't remember rachel's don't remember name if name. she has one i think i she's not angel no that's angel enough said yeah um but yeah the whole the yeah. whole conceit of this place is that it's carefree no stress at all um and i one of my favorite bits throughout the episode is jack coming up with yes. really famous songs and he's like forget your troubles come on get happy and he's like no <gasps> that could be a song, <laughs> that, be a song. <laughs> that would nah. never work when Corey asks for another uh, cup of coffee and he says hit me baby one more time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one that could be a song no it would never yeah. work and well, they're work. like and i think sean is the one who's just like oh hey topanga like if you need a job like you can like angel sucks and angel just like drops a train she's like ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Yeah, um, my, I think my favorite line from the whole ep- episode, though, um, besides the him, her, not the cop, her, I don't know why. Um, no, I love the part when Eric is, um, he's he's the gumshoe, uh, when Topanga comes to get her, to get a case with him or file a case because she doesn't have her memory or her identity. Um, when Rachel gets up to get the doors and Eric says, uh, beauty and no brains, a dangerous combination. I'm talking about me. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's not it's not Rachel. It's it's me. I'm it's me. Beauty. I just love that. Yeah. I also yeah. like how he so um in that scene as well, Rachel is like chewing gum and then puts some gum on his shoe, and that's when he's like, I'm a gum shoe. And then he's like, More gum. More gum. <laughs> More gum. Yes. And then we get introduced to Corey, who is Rory. He owns this place and everything in it, but he doesn't own her yet. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Um, and he's like, again, he's like the fancy guy, right? So he's... Uh, yeah, he owns the Shangri-La or whatever. Yeah, Pink is making eyes at him. And where have you been all my life, baby? Um, it's just so funny. Like, Topanga has no idea why she's even there. She needs help. Uh, Eric's the gum shoe. That's gum on my shoe. More gum. Uh, and yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> and uh rachel rachel comes in she's the one with right she's the one with beauty and no brains and she's the one who's like chewing the grossest amount of gum just like the whole time yeah the entire package of big lead chew yes yeah honestly sarah we we, like watched that episode recently where it's like six years into the future and rachel's also chewing gum in that it's like every version of rachel that's not actually rachel loves gum um maitland ward is actually really good at accents i wanted to give her some credit for that because we see her with a texas accent in that episode and here she has this like brooklyn accent yes yeah i did notice her accent was pretty good compared to like you know costello's (laughs) yeah yes Oh gosh. Um and yeah, so I love I love also the bit that Topanga can hear Eric's voiceovers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what did you say? No, like I didn't say anything. And then she has yeah. a voiceover and he's like, What did you say? She's like, I, I didn't say anything at all. <laughs> um <laughs> just so nonsense. Stupid. It is very funny. Like at least like it might be nonsense. It's, wacky. it's nonsense. Yeah. yeah. It's nonsense, but at least it's funny. 
I think we could have done with a solid three fewer minutes of Corey watching TV, though, and just more of this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Less popcorn. That's a yeah. waste yes. of popcorn. It, Less it's, salt. It's weird, though, because somehow, and I don't know how, these shows are the same length as, like, episodes of New Girl. But New Girl feels so much longer. And, like, these episodes go by so quick. And I just think, like, how fun it must have been to just come up with this, like, short little plot. Back when they had episodes earlier on, the serious ones about, like, the cult or drinking or all of those, I felt like those were, like, longer somehow, you know? Whereas this one just flew by because it's just complete nonsense. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's because of the wackiness. And so, like, Topanga's like, I don't know why I'm here, what I'm doing here. And then we, like, then all of a sudden she's a waitress. And Alan's version of Costello, who's always just, like, petting his own mustache. (laughs) Oh, did you notice the part where he's sitting there petting his mustache and he just flips Feeny's fez off? (laughs) (laughs) I I had to rewatch that because I saw him, like, make a motion. And I'm like, what happened there? (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of weird moments in this one because right after that, Eric walks behind Fez head, but he's like, "There's a bunch of tables close together," and he clearly just like rams into Feeny. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so eventually, Topanga's working here, and uh, and Eric comes in, and he's just like, "I got a lead on your case." And they're like, what case? It's like, and he's like, you don't remember who you are, remember? And she's like, oh, that's right. I was having such a good time. I forgot. Yeah, she's she's worry free. She's gotten sip the Kool Aid or whatever. She's, she found her Shangri La. Yeah, she really is not that concerned about everything that's going on. Um, so I and I think that like she's relaxed, and I guess that's the moral of the story. Yeah, I mean, all your worries. She didn't play so good, and and he or she didn't sing so good, and he didn't play so good. But in Shangri La, nobody cares. No. Uh, and we get the she didn't sing. She don't sing so good. Feds head. He don't play so good. We don't. (laughs) We don't care. Okay. Also, the line read of we don't care. They're supposed to do at the same time. It's not the same. Can you imagine getting William Daniels, the serious actor who's in 1776, and this is this is what he's doing. This is what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Topanga's name is now Trixie. Also, we didn't mention that. Oh, it just magically switched to Trixie. Trixie. Yeah, she's just magically Trixie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love that. Eric comes in and is like, "Hey, dollface," and Topanga says hi, and he goes, "I was talking to Fez." uh and then of course we also have to get um cory who's just like uh what is it uh hey trixie like what say you and me tie the knot um so even in even in this world they're uh romantically entangled um and again we have jack hit me baby one more time no (laughs) so stupid yeah Uh, what do you say you and i get hitched you know tie the knot walk down the aisle make an honest man out of me uh and she's just like you want to marry me um and yeah he says you're spontaneous and you're carefree you fit in perfectly here which is like again opposite of uh of topanga in real life actually topanga yeah i love it you big lug yeah but kiss me as if there weren't a thought between us and it's just it's so extra the way they yeah it's it is very <laughs> dramatic it's very dramatic it, it's it's starting to sound like um a student film project where you just look up uh, yes cool 40s words and add every single one to the script yeah uh 
I love it. Give me to give it to me straight, stupid. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so Eric actually solved the case. Yeah, he says, "Have you ever heard of a time vortex continuum?" And she gets flashbacks of her real life, but then she pretends like she doesn't know what he's talking about because she doesn't want to go back to reality. Why would you when you have to deal with your husband spilling popcorn everywhere? I don't know, Mary. Is this the most relatable thing that we've ever seen in Boy Meets World? Hide from your problems? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I enjoy this. I, I think, um, <laughs> I, I feel like the episode tries to do two things because it tries to make the two of them both come to the middle. It tries to say like, okay, Corey needs to recognize that maybe he needs to be a little more serious and like her being serious isn't that big of a problem. And also we need to make Topanga try and like chill out a little, but then it does it in a weird way where they're like, okay, Topanga is now Trixie. She's chill. She's run away from her problem. She loves it here. And now she's going to get on everybody's nerves. Yeah. This is so stupid. We should, you know what the moral of the story should be? Corey sucks and needs to act like a goddamn adult. Yes. That's what the world should be. But yeah, Topanga's just like, I love it here in Shangri-La. I don't care who I was. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, but she does correct Corey, or excuse me, Rory, uh, when he says ain't. And everyone's like, oh, you can't correct him in Shangri-La. Um, it's a really big deal. And Eric's on to the case. He's like, she was giving me big clues as to who she was. <laughs> Huge clues. Yeah, because she's starting to be like, oh, now that we're getting married, maybe you can tell me what you actually do. And he's like, this is what I do. I'm a dandy. I come in and I say, hey, how's everybody doing? And everybody goes, Rory. (laughs) (laughs) That's his main job. Or is it really a front for something more? Uh, See, I think this would be fun if it like turned out that he was actually like, I don't know, a mob boss or something. That's what I'm getting the vibes for. Yeah, have, that would have um, been a fun episode if they had done that. Have I? Well, they kind of did have. They, I mean, Sean was in the mob once. No, that's true. That's true. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that episode is crap. When he yeah. delivers the package on Christmas yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. stupid. Yeah, oh one, it's crazy. Have either of you ever seen Casablanca, the movie that no. this is uh, giving an ode to? No, but yeah, I, I haven't I seen I it since 2007 when i was a film major and i pretended like i wanted to watch movies like casablanca (laughs) that was the last time that i saw that movie well here we are eric is still trying to solve the case and is this when like eric um, i mean jack sings his song and he's actually very good there were a couple times when yeah i thought that he was Mm -hmm. pretty good i was like wow he has some pipes to him um yeah this is when everyone's upset because uh trixie she wore them down yeah everyone's sad everyone's depressed uh this is when costello knocks over fez head's hat oh that's Um, when he knocks over the hat okay i knew it happened at some point Yeah, uh, Ella <laughs> says she told him my stupid. He did it because he was mad. It wasn't like yeah. he was like flinging his mustache and then it, he just like punched it off his head. Yeah, it was so odd. Violence, hat on hat violence, mustache on hat violence. Even Angel has uh has switched around. She's like, it's he hasn't played so well, and it's like, oh no, I'm her now. Yeah, so she turned she turned Shangri La into Angry La. Angry La. <laughs> oh, and then this is where the conspiracy of the murder starts happening. 
mm-hmm. as Feeney talks about they should get rid of her with the butter knife in his hands, just petting it delicately. Uh, yeah. Wasn't so they another episode like a long time ago. Oh, never mind. That's I'm thinking of the Halloween one where like where Feeney has like the scissors at the end. Yes. He's, yes. Like, looking at them. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Feeney contemplates murder a lot. I think. Oh, um, I 100. I think it comes directly from I William mean, Daniels. These kids turned his house into an Airbnb. We can't forget about yes! that. <laughs> to be fair, he also has bugged the Matthews house. Like we know it. <laughs> So oh, 110%. I still think that uh, Airbnb episode was great talent. It was a good episode. It was um, really fun. Because I think it, I think it was one. like a Feeny-centric episode. That's why. That one always, I mean, this is, sorry, I'm just here to talk about old episodes. Well, this um, is a great time, Mary, <laughs> because you know what? It's our last few episodes. This I is know. like the time to reminisce. Um, I love the episode where they go to Feeny's, like, log cabin or whatever yes! and um <laughs> there's a part where they're talking about like how far is it to the store or whatever and Corey says two miles and sean says great that's only a mile each <laughs> <laughs> that's something so i think stupid. a lot of, of something that about, could oh, work if you each. do piggybacks yeah, but it's gonna just make it harder for you, <laughs> especially if you're trying snow. to logic it out. Like it's okay, yeah. it could work. It oh, could man. work. <laughs> I, love, I love that. I love that part. So um, yeah, Eric is Eric is onto it, and I love. First, I had to bend down and pick up Feeny's hat. Did I say Feeny? I meant Fez head. Um, and he goes out to the phone. Booth <laughs> what was and the point like, of that? The uh, the writers wanted just to like confuse everyone by putting that line in. Of course. Uh, there's like the, the caution tape and it says this is not a phone booth this is a time consuming <laughs> vortex whatever you do do not pick up the phone and he's like i wish i could read and the first <laughs> only thing i can read <laughs> uh vortex who and then of course it's very much like doctor who-esque where he like ends up in the closet with yes. back to Corey watching freaking cartoons uh and eric just like pops out of there um in his in his outfit we're back in color again yeah and huge mess Huge Disgusting. mess. It looks like there's like uh, Lucky Charms marshmallows on the ground as well. Ugh, gross. It's, it's disgusting. Very messy. Yeah. Yeah. And Corey screams. And yeah, they I both love, scream. I love, I love Eric. Rory? <laughs> Rarick? <laughs> uh, why are you dressed like that? I could ask you the same question. What's that coyote doing in that box? <laughs> It's so stupid. And they both laugh at the cartoon. Yeah, simultaneously um, laugh at the cartoon. Yeah. Look, cartoons are fine. They're not laugh out loud funny. Never. No. No. Um, but uh, uh, Eric finds the photo of Topanga and he's like, you must know Trixie. He's like, that's not Trixie. That's my wife. Topanga, my you wife, know my Topanga. wife. <laughs> Your wife is transported to an alternate dimension. <laughs> so he brings him into the closet. And then he says something very interesting. And something that I do think that tracks with Eric, he goes, what, do you want to try on Topanga's shoes again? You know what? Not everything from this show um, translates well to 2022. But Not always. But, but you know what? But they, Corey was being very kink friendly here. He was like, okay, we can do true. it again. <laughs> we can do it again. That's fine. Eric really felt himself when he was in drag. So I yes. feel as though he has a liking to this type of stuff my only question is Topanga is definitely like a size six shoe she's a <laughs> tiny little thing and I don't think these boys yeah. are fitting in her shoes no definitely not yeah um 
So they go in the vortex and they're too late. Uh, she was getting in the way of our happiness. Uh, we was all relaxed and happy until she came along. Um, and now she's good and dead and she ain't going to bother us no more. Uh, yeah. And yeah. this is when they try to make it like, oh, Corey learned his lesson because he's like, oh, don't mm. you realize that she just wanted to make us better people and whatever. Um, so like that part was fine but i mean was this a dream like what <laughs> did he actually learn the lesson i don't know i don't yeah. know either it, it doesn't <laughs> again i don't think they i feel like in in situations like this they need to just lean into the zany and not try yes. to make it a moral of the story yeah. not like i know i say sense. i love the moral of the story episodes but like if you're gonna make an episode like this you don't need to make it moral of the story you could just make it zany Yes. Well, I do think that it does, you know, at least propose that, hey, like, th this couple, as they get older, they're going to help improve each other. They're going to loosen up Topanga a little bit, and then Topanga is going to inspire Corey to be serious a little bit, and I think that's good. I guess that's what mm -hmm. we're getting out of this, I suppose. Yeah, but he gets in a... He Corey gets in an argument with Rory. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, he's just like, uh, he's like, the, you know what? Maybe I never thought of doing this, which is the difference between me and you. And uh, he knows that Rory did it. And he's like, I did it. She was ruining my good time. Um, he was, uh, she was ruining our entire way of life. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, she was. Um, but Corey says, you know what? She was right. Uh, she knew, you knew that even though she'd change you it would be for the better. And again, like you said, Mary, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, that's all true. Uh, but Corey's also just like, I need her, but you know why she needs me. And he's like, this is when we get him like wake, you know, waking her up. And I'm just like, you know what? Um, we don't need, we don't need Corey telling Topanga to relax. Like we did, we just don't, we simply do not need it. Um, Topanga is an adult doing her best, dealing with her immature husband, dealing with popcorn all over their apartment. Yep. Which, uh, so much popcorn. I feel like at that point you just need to vacuum it up. Like don't even bother. Yeah. No, yeah. you're not picking that. Might have to sweep it. Well, anyway, so they come back into reality. Who knows if it's a dream? Who knows if it's not? And basically, Topanga is like, you know what? We don't have to study. Let's just watch cartoons together. And then they do. And that is the end of the episode, right? Well, Topanga's already... Okay, first off, why are they studying to write a paper? Like, I'm, Well, I'm that's sorry. my question. <laughs> I was like, why? I was like, you... Okay, so she's studying... But then they also have to write the paper. So they are studying to write the paper. It doesn't make sense. Is it? I, I didn't know if it was because I was a bad student or if you actually do have to study to write a paper. You don't have to. I mean, you have to do research to do a paper. Yeah, but like, I wouldn't call that notes. studying. I feel like studying is more like trying to remember Memorize. things. Yeah. yeah. And, and like go back through like writing a paper. You just like look at the stuff. Yeah, that was confusing, Topanga. It doesn't make sense. Eric is sitting there and he has this whole Shangri-La heaven the on earth. The gum is still in the shoe. Yeah, utopia. Is oh, it hidden shit. somewhere far away or just tucked behind the shoe rack in your closet? The choice is yours. And Topanga says ain't and Corey's all like happy she said ain't. And I'm just like, okay, who, who cares about that? You know? 
this is a really weird episode. It's, <laughs> it's weird. fun. I love the quotes. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It just makes no sense. And also, I don't understand why they're trying to be like, yeah, Topanga and Corey need each other because he's zany and eats popcorn like a child and she's a mature <laughs> adult who doesn't know how to relax. It's ridiculous. I think that it just says something that like balance is good. I guess so. But I that guess. was our episode. It was a fun one. I, I like enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. I definitely preferred the Shanzi one if I'm picking <laughs> between the, the weird time pieces. Um, I'm picking the Shanzi episode for sure. But I did like this one. Yeah. Mary always makes me appreciate the stuff for the quotes. So I think <laughs> like I'm, I'm higher up on this episode just to see the joy from Mary's eyes talking about this. <laughs> That's it. I'm like, you know what? It is a good I episode. Yes, gotta love it. But Mary, this is the last time we're having you on for Boy Meets World specifically. Oh, it's the end of an era. We have three episodes left, um, four podcasts left. So that math is right, Sarah. I saw you making a weird face. (laughs) The math is right. (laughs) It just sounds so weird, I think. It does sound weird, but we have next week's episode. We're doing one episode. We're doing Angela's Ashes. Just a single episode with, of course, Sasha is coming on to talk with us about it. Um, and then we're combining. We have Brave New World parts one and two are going to be one podcast. So ah, the end is near, Mary. The end is near. It is. It's closing out. Well, I really, really have to thank you both for letting me come on and have fun over the last several i don't know how long how long has it been since you guys have been doing this like we've been doing this podcast for two years almost two and a half so Mm -hmm. getting to pop on for several of these episodes over the last couple years has been such a joy uh i really at some point in there i decided just to wait until it was done for me to do my rewatch and i'm just going to rewatch and then listen to all the podcasts as i go through (laughs) so wait no i was waiting for for your podcast mary (laughs) yeah or I'll just do that um yeah but I have so one of my one of my close friends uh loves this podcast and she's always asking me she's like when are you coming on next or like oh I heard them say you're coming on oh my gosh I love that um she doesn't listen to my podcast but she'll listen to this (laughs) um, but yeah shout out to Leandra thanks for uh always making me know that at least one person will enjoy me being on these episodes oh my no you're I, I love whenever you come on because number one, you pick like the best episodes, but also <laughs> I just, you're very knowledgeable and you're, you're such a good repertoire of quotes. And that's like <laughs> one of my weaknesses in life. Like I am so bad at quoting anything, but I just love when we have you on and I hope to get you on for bonus content and oh yes. everything in the future. Um, Can't wait to see what you cover next. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Why don't you tell the people what you're up to? Well, despite all of the hubbub before this episode came out, for those of you who don't know about this, somehow my podcast website has started working again in the last hour and a half. Oh, my right. God. We love it. I don't know what I did to fix it. It's but anyway, the good juju. Yes. So, of course, everyone here has already checked out, um, probably, the Do Revenge podcast that we did earlier this week or whenever you're listening to this. Um and which was so much fun to get to collab with you guys on more more of a like 
cross podcast Kowski cast slash yeah. uh, shit 90 shows. So if you um, liked that and you want to check out some other content that I have over on Kowski cast, you can check that out everywhere at Kowski That's cow with a K um, and follow that everywhere. And uh, other than that, um, I have been really enjoying my slight podcasting break. <laughs> like, so I can do it. just fun things like this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've, we've, um, I think I announced it on that podcast, but we are starting back up Twifight soon with New Moon. So you can check that out when that comes out. Um, and otherwise, you can just follow me at Frail Mary to see anything else I'm doing. Fantastic. We always appreciate you coming on, Mary. Like, I just feel like you have the passion for Boy Meets World that you could tell that, like, you watched it as a kid. I love Boy Meets World. There's, like, there's, there needs to be a word for, like, passionate nostalgia or something. You know what I mean? Because that's what I feel like the energy is. Um, so we always love having you on. We'll hope, we hope you'll come back in the future when we do some other bonus content. Um, Sarah, you're like, um, muted for that wonderful speech that you just made. I wasn't muted. Really? It says that you're muted. Oh, I I heard her. (laughs) No, I heard you. But do you see the little microphone? I don't. No. (laughs) Whatever. It says you're muted. I'm going to take a screenshot. Oh, my gosh. Nonetheless, I mean. If you're you're looking for other bonus content, maybe you should do like a a ranking of the best Boy Meets World quotes or something. I don't know if that would actually be a good podcast or not. No, I think eventually, I do think eventually we're going to have to come back and do like some sort of like, oh, we watched like this episode. I don't know, like something, some kind of something after we're actually done. Mm Um, cause I think I've, I have a feeling Sarah that we're going to miss it. I have a feeling we're just going to really you miss talking Boy Meets World. I do. I think it'll be nice to have a refresher and have like a little bit of a break. Right. But yeah. I think after a few weeks or like a month, we're going to be like, okay, but we need to like come back for like a one-off of yeah. something mm-hmm. or other. I'm in, I'm in Maybe we it. should do a bracket or something in March. Oh, I feel like that, oh we love, cool. I love Boy a Meets bracket. World, Grant Steele. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We have not done that yet. That's we haven't done a brand That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, in terms of yeah. bonus content, of course, check out Do Revenge. If you want, you can watch an hour of it on Kelsey Cask and an hour of it on Shania <laughs> Shows. Seems like a terrible idea. You really can. But, yeah. But you could make sure you that. go ahead and just download it both places. Download yeah, both. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a great point. So, um, and then aside from that, uh, we are coming out by the time you're listening to this, our, um, Adams family, we covered the Adams family and with LT and that was amazing, spectacular, so much fun because the new Wednesday Adams show is coming out this week. And then we are currently, we have a poll up on uh twitter about what christmas movies or holiday movies we should cover for december so if you have not voted in that poll yet please do and put the finger on the pulse of what we are covering you find us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram as long as twitter is there and then you can find me at sarah ferguson you can find me at the just sterling i am covering community and mythic quest both over on post show recap season four of community it's not my favorite, but we're pushing through. We are persevering to get through it so that we can get to the better content of seasons five and six. Um, and Mythic Quest has been really, really fun. 
Um, we're in season three. I've been really enjoying it. I, I think more people should be watching it. So go check that out on Apple TV Plus. Um, and uh, gosh, uh, I also recently guested on the White Lotus podcast over on Posture Recaps. I podcasted on the season three or season two episode four feedback podcast. I feel like I lost my mind on that. So like, I don't know exactly oh. what happened, but I'm pretty sure I lost my mind. But it was really fun. I'm really loving that show. So go check that out as well. And I think i think that's everything we're up to um so go go listen to all of the content and of course the holidays are coming up so go vote in our poll um to put your word in for what you want us to cover and please stop voting for batman i don't want to talk about batman vote for something other than batman please i promise you like they're they're gonna vote for batman now that i said not to vote for batman but you know what it's fine also is babe actually a christmas movie we might be covering it and we might find out um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with season seven, episode 21, just one episode. It's the penultimate before the finale episodes. Uh, we'll be back very soon. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Just ask. 90 shows taught me. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.